What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another edition of the Crazy Face Uno podcast. I'm your host, Shane McNeely. Just a reminder, Crazy Face Uno is inspiring others to do good and make a difference in our local and global community. And it's my honor and privilege to introduce our guest today. He's an actor. He hails from Alberta, Canada. The one, the only, Christopher Sabo. Well. <laughs> <laughs> welcome, Thank Chris. Welcome. Thanks so much for having me on, man. Absolutely. I'm excited to be a part of this. Me too. I'm I'm excited to talk to you. One, because like I say every podcast so far, uh, you are someone I know because of Invisible Children, mm-hmm. but I don't really know much about you. Yeah, I, I, I remember our, our, our interactions have been like at the like pinnacle, like I see events. Yeah. And each time I've gotten to like meet you or like see you, it's right. always been like an instant connection and be like, oh, this guy is super cool. But well, then you. like know nothing about you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, likewise. I'm like, I see you like doing stuff and like these movies and these different things that you're, you're a part of. And I'm like, oh, this guy's really interesting. You know, like I got to like. I've got to like get this guy on the podcast and and see how you know just have a conversation. So and we've yeah. we've like started to venture into some different topics, and I was like, let's just get going so that we can just talk because yeah, man. Like otherwise, it's like I don't know. It's just interesting. we we have the podcast without even recording. Yeah, right. And that's kind of what I want this to be. And I kind of tell. I generally try to like give people. I don't know if I did this for you, but um, I really want it to be a conversation. Like don't hesitate to ask me questions and um you know i've something i want to you know insert some of my like thoughts and opinions into the podcast more as i continue to grow and um become a little more confident in myself and the skill that i'm learning Um, so yeah feel free to let's just have a, a little chat and conversation yeah, for sure. Tell me, tell me the first time that you felt that. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh shit! Like here we just, go. I We're like going for it. My podcast. <laughs> no, I I love it. I was ready, but I was like, oh, this is great. This is gonna be fun. Man, I really wish I had a question prepared for that. Uh, I do. That would be solid. Um, yeah. So, like I said in the beginning, you're an actor. I am. Yeah. I've been, uh, I, I, I say, uh, whenever somebody asks me about that, cause I, I do a lot of, uh, ride chair driving. They're like, so what do you do? And or mm. like, I see you're an actor on your profile. And I'm like, so I've, I've unofficially been an actor since like the third grade. And okay. I was like doing like stage productions and that yeah. sort of thing. And then I officially decided hands down, wanted it to be a career, uh, in 2015. So okay. I've been at it for almost four years. Um, cool. and yeah, and I've just, it's just been a, it's been a journey, man. It's, uh, it's the one, I've, uh, it's the one art form where you're, you're learning how to be a human being by being a human being. Ah, uh, like, yes. You're, it, you're the canvas. You don't have paintbrushes. You don't have like your tool set. You just have yourself and everything that comes with that. So it's, uh, it's right. one of the more challenging, but rewarding, rewarding art forms. That's for sure. Well, challenging too, in the sense that you know, like the good old Brene Brown, uh, vulnerability breeds vulnerability, but like acting is, it's so vulnerable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it really is. It's like, like opening I, up your chest and being like, here it is, like punch it if you want, but like, please don't. Yeah, but please don't. Uh, yeah, it's, it's crazy. That, that was one of the things that I 
thought I was prepared for, but mm. I was not. It was it was it was an interesting long journey, but um, yeah, I kind of I kind of grew up as more of a, a sensitive kind of. I feel like a little bit more open-hearted, spiritually-minded kind of guy, yeah. and uh, and then getting into acting, like it's like I had that and already had kind of like this performer attitude, but mm. it had to strip away a lot of stuff and had sure. to make me face a lot of demons and stuff. And I had like a couple couple of years, uh, this last couple of years, where it was just like a really challenging kind of time of just growing into being an actor but also like growing into who i am holistically as mm. like a human being and you know it's an, a gradual ongoing process but um acting's definitely definitely opened me up in more ways than i could ever imagine yeah well and yeah. you you like kind of nailed it here but i'm gonna i'm gonna dig a little deeper with that one i've found and i would say that most people would agree that um the most growth comes with the biggest struggles Mm -hmm. so you talked about you you know like growing as a human being and as an individual and like who you are what Mm -hmm. were some of the like biggest like growth opportunities or like lessons learned or whatever that is like where did you grow the most through that conflict or like that uh chaos that happened throughout your life or yeah definitely um um, so like getting into the acting, like, you know, you have to be really vulnerable and experience like a lot of emotions and be, mm-hmm. it's honestly, it's, it's the, the truth is in like the storytelling and like you, you always strive for truth. And that just means, mm. you know, sometimes it means just believing, you know, what your character is going through, what your character is feeling. But a lot of the times it's just kind of like telling the truth of the moment and, I and, love that. and That's acting actually really awesome. Yeah, <laughs> I just wrote that down. Acting... Strive for truth. <laughs> yeah, like... yeah, right. You're gonna get some nuggets. I hope. Yeah, <laughs> some Ooh, nuggets. man. Um, yeah, no, the truth, like it's always about like just giving and finding the truth in the moment, and that is unilateral. Like you find that in just being a human being. And I learned over the years like so much about just like you know being in the moment and being present and just appreciating things and having gratitude which all come from just a state of you know stillness and awareness and presence and mm-hmm. where your focus is and where your mind is and all those things and acting just kind of steps that up a notch and just says yeah. it's like if you want to be a good actor if you want to tell the truth if you want to actually affect the people that are watching what you're doing you got to do that right now and you got to, you got to be in this and you got to feel whatever it is and you got to be open to it. But the, I think where the skill set kind of comes in is being able to do that, but not like lose yourself, I guess. Yeah. Cause yeah. Yeah. yeah, Cause like, you know, uh, a lot of actors, like, um, you know, a good example that a lot of people use is like Heath Ledger. Right. Ledger is, some of that method acting. Yeah. Yeah. Just very method, just very, and that's what I'm, traditionally taught in is it's just okay. very much submerge yourself feeling. into that scenario that scene yeah. that like character whatever that is of like yeah. take embody that take on that yeah. person that yeah thing. and you're and like walk their walk and talk their talk and yeah and it, and it gets you outside of yourself sometimes but it also um it's a weird mixture of sometimes you can sometimes people be like okay where how can i bring myself into this character but a lot of times mm. it can be like um, well, where is this character already in myself and where can I like, ah. pull, pull from me in a lot yeah. of ways? Um, and so 
and uh in what i found with with my acting and i'm probably going on some tangents here no uh, go for it i love what, it what what i found in in my acting is that it it brought me to these states where it's like okay well you have to have this really emotional scene where it's like you know like something like a breakup or you're experiencing sure. like some argument with a girl and it's like where are you going to pull that from mm. what have you experienced that like really gets that and if you haven't if you've felt that great and if, if you have it before yeah. you can pull it out of your two box awesome but if you felt it and you haven't dealt with it then it's like a whole another bag of worms because now yeah. you're bringing it up yeah. truthfully and vulnerably in this moment and then you're like oh crap i gotta take this home and <laughs> kind of take this apart yeah <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Take control of me. do you have um, any like do you have any uh examples or like stories from you know experiences that you've had by yeah by doing that yeah um trying to think of one off the top of my head um there was uh what was what was the thing that i did um i mean the closest example i can think is um there's this web series that i'm a part of and uh in working on it like my character is kind of this um it's it's funny it's i'm not the guy it's based off of but it's based off of like a real group of friends okay and um the guy that i'm playing is um characterized as this kind of like hoity-toity thespian um Mm. that just really is like you know thinks he's like you know god's gift to the planet and really talented and he does have talent but he's very ego-minded um and he has like you know this girl that like he kind of hook up hooks up with uh, but is like secretly she like you know is in love with him but realizes yeah. that he could never you know be supportive of her because he's so full of himself uh. um and so uh i got onto that web series and uh we shot like the first episode and then we shot the second episode two years later which a lot can change yeah <laughs> yeah and uh and it was like during that growing period that i came back um to episode two and the girl that i played um uh opposite with was actually a girl that uh my recent girlfriend that i had fallen in love with <laughs> and so there was like this new element of wow i have to play her like i'm too good for her but yeah. also in real life there's this element of um and it was it was the first time in my acting where or one of the first times i can think of where i really had to bring in this element of what the character is going through but also i could really pull confidently from what i've been through personally and yeah. add it to the character so there's like I remember the scene where um, it was like it was kind of one of those like turning points for the character where he realizes like maybe he's being too full of himself and not letting go and he's losing a girl in in regard to that as well and there's this like moment where I kind of have this realization where she like walks through the door and she sees me and she walks away and it like was uh, I like played it with the character as like he really felt that but also I was like, as a person, I was like, oh, that's like her leaving. And mm. I just brought that into the role. And it was like one of the best scenes. Um, I got a lot of compliments from like friends that were like, then that emotion that you showed in that one scene was really, really true. And I'm like, yeah, it was, wasn't too tough. You're to right. There. <laughs> <laughs> Man, you would uh, never guess how right you are. Uh, you would never guess. Right. Yeah. Um, so how, like, 
yeah, like two years ago, like I wouldn't have been able to like, you know, emotionally handle right. that scene without losing control of the emotion. But instead this time I was able to like, hold, you it. know, hold the emotion a little mm. bit more closely so it could like paint the picture for the scene, yeah. but still be authentic and real for, you know, what I, what I had gone through and what I could pull from. Wow. That's cool. Yeah. So did, again, like I said in the beginning, like, you just tell me if this is too much, but did you and like this girl ever have a conversation about that scene or like, like that emotion that you like felt or got to share like that because it's so raw. Yeah. I, that's one of the things I wish, wish it could have had that kind of like raw vulnerable honesty between the two of us. But yeah, uh, we, we didn't like where it was very much like on set where we were professional and cordial with each yeah. other, but but there's no like kind of discussing of those yeah. of those emotions just because it like you know kind of puts us it yeah. can put us back into that space I guess yeah and, yeah yeah was that also yeah. but was that also like you know what's the phrase like game recognizes game or you know what I mean like was there like a like a look or like a nod of like okay you know yeah um, I think there were some scenes where we played that like we had um, another scene in that that episode. Uh, where we were at a coffee shop and like having like an argument and it's like, you know, of course in our, when we were in our relationship, we had our arguments sure. but and the scene, it's like, we kind of, you know, not exactly tiptoed around it, but we were both aware of, you know, what space we could get into with that. So we tried to be as honest about it as we could yeah. without, you know, let like basically letting, letting the emotions kind of run wild. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there was definitely, there, I definitely think that she's, she's like me. She's a very self-aware kind of person. Mm-hmm. And I think probably in, in those scenes, she was definitely aware of like, oh, okay, we could pull from this and I could use this. And, um, yeah. and then it makes it, you know, that much more authentic. So, but no, no outright talks about it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's fair. I just, I was super curious. Yeah. I'm just digging yeah. it. I'm digging real deep here. Chris. Yeah, Sorry. Dig, man. <laughs> dig <in. laughs> that's awesome. Um, how so you said three when you were three years old what like yeah. what was the what's the background like how did you get going what what ins, what's been like some of your inspiration throughout the years and kind of like what's really been the foundation for your acting yeah um I, since I've been a kid like i I was always like obsessed with like having the home video camera and like making funny stuff with like my brother and my sister or performing at like whenever I went to my grandparents' house, just, like, bringing out the rug and literally cutting it, just, like, just yeah. doing dance moves in front of them. Um, I just I just love that aspect of just being comical and being a goofball. And, you know, of course, my parents saw that energy early on, and they're like, okay, we got to figure out some way to cap and trade this because this kid needs to, <laughs> needs to release a lot of energy. And yeah. uh, so they, in, like, the third grade, um, I was... <laughs> Indian number five in Peter Pan. <laughs> and yeah, it was very, very starring awesome. role. Uh, just, it's the start of the career. It's everything up, uphill from there. That's awesome. Um, and uh, yeah, and I just remember doing that and being on stage and, you know, Peter Pan is Peter Pan, but, you know, I was the one Indian in the background just really, really selling my role of just, sure. you know, doing the wah wah wahs and jumping around. And yeah. um, I remember. I think it was a couple years after that, like I continued doing like stage plays. And I remember my mom was having a conversation with me in, I think it was the ninth grade. Cause I was like, you know, still doing a lot of like 
sketch comedies with like friends making backyard home videos and doing plays. And, um, there was this like acting opportunity that came up in town, like one of those radio things that's like, come to the, uh, Marriott hotel and we'll, uh, see if you can be a star. Yeah. And, and, uh, uh, of course, you know, we, the internet wasn't as prominent at that time. And we just thought this was a solid opportunity. So we went to the hotel and they're like, yeah, this kid's got it. And I was over the moon and they were like, it'll be a thousand dollars to audition. Oof. which is you know it's never you never you never pay for an audition just yeah. a note for any actors listening to this um and I, I remember my mom you know and my dad talking about that and my mom was like telling me i was like i don't know i i'd really like to do this but you know it's a lot and my mom was like you remember in the third grade when you did that that play uh it was like the first play you did and i'm like yeah and i'm like well one of your teachers we had like a parent teacher conference with her after it and she told us, she said, your son, I'm going to see him when he's older and he's going to be all over Hollywood. That's he's so going to be cool. a star. I just got chilled. And uh, yeah. And I'm, and I'm like, what? She said that? Like, I, I knew the teacher her name was Miss Shield. And she was like one of my favorite teachers. And I remember my mom telling me that. And it was just like this, like I, outside of my family, I'd never heard that before. But mm-hmm. like hearing that coming from such an early age from like somebody that I really looked up to, I was like maybe I should do this. Cause I was like this nervous, you know, awkward, socially awkward right. kid. Yeah. And I didn't think, you know, I had a chance at that. And so, so from there, like, you know, I went out to the audition, of course, nothing came from it, but it was like my first taste in being in front of like casting directors and producers yeah. and being able to like, you know, know a script and et cetera. And from there I, got involved with tv and film in louisiana where i was living and where i uh, grew up for most of my life um and the film industry had kind of moved down there because of the tax incentives so it became the hollywood of the south and i got to you know see outside of my high school they were like filming a scene from premonition with sandra bullock and i was like oh my god it's here i want to be in it yeah and and so i you know i was asking around town and trying to figure out how i could just even just get a background role and just be on a set sure and uh and so i got to work on like seven different movies and tv shows over the course of about five years while i was going through high school and college and uh and it got my feet wet and got me you know excited to you know be in that industry and like just being on set it was just magical and i just was like it's just the energy and the stories and the people uh, it just inspired me to want that route and mm-hmm. so i went to college and graduated and you know did like every wandering 20 something does and changed my job and career about five different times yeah and uh but through it all like i was always doing some kind of you know sketches or short films with friends or i was involved somehow in like the film community or I was, you know, uh, doing stage plays, and um, it was actually uh, one of our fellow alumni, uh, or alumnus, excuse yes. me, uh, <laughs> one of our fellow alumnus, uh, Kelsey Fordham. Right. Um, she she had gotten uh, into acting around the same time as me because she just kind of had that gut instinct and gut pull of, right. you know, that the nine to five desk job just wasn't cutting it for her. Yeah. And, Oh, don't you think uh, I'm not going to be inviting her onto the show? So. Oh yeah, I'm just I'm, I'm excited. I'm <laughs> her excited and Tyler both—they're they're on my list. They oh, just uh, they, they just haven't haven't happily, haven't received my invite yet. But uh, yeah, they're <laughs> they're on there. Don't you worry. So yeah, 
Um, but yeah, it was, I had a, I, I was like debating, you know, kind of quitting my, my job and mm-hmm. going full time after the acting. And cause I had an agent at this point, but I just hadn't, you know, the time to really go do anything. And so I sat down with Kelsey and, uh, <laughs> and not, not intentionally, but I was wearing my visible children, uh, jump first, feel later shirt. Nice. And, and we're like talking, talking, and I'm like, I don't know. I just, I just feel like there's a, a lot of change mm-hmm. and a lot of things, et cetera, et cetera. And she's like, do you know what shirt you're wearing? And we're like, <laughs> ah, crap. And she's like, I mean, it kind of is right there for you. Yeah. Right? It's like the writing's literally. The writing's on, literally on your body. On your body. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, from that. I think we lost you, Chris. Chris, we're having a little minor difficulty here. He's still on the phone, but his voice is not continuing. So let's, uh, oh, we lost him. I don't know what happened. The joys, see, like I've said a thousand times, guys, I don't edit. So this is non-edited. We're just going to give him a call back. There it goes. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. interesting guy though huh i'm excited i'm like taking notes right now of like things i want to ask him about because there's some there's some nuggets in there for sure i am guessing that his phone may have died well we'll just keep riffing here until we can get a hold of him i'll keep calling him back um one thing so, Chris, as you're listening back to this, because I'm sure you'll listen to this again, um, something that you touched on and that I'm really interested in and I'm going to ask you about is confidence and finding that confidence. Because one thing that I have been working on myself is like that confidence in myself and finding that. And when you step out and just like, it's almost the he mentioned like the socially awkward, this like, you know, whatever person. And, and I think it comes out of like the social, socially awkwardness comes out of in a lot of ways, like this lack of confidence or like lack of trust in, in yourself in some ways. I mentioned it a couple, uh, a few days ago with Talitha and how I have this mustache right now. And I still have it, by the way. And I, this mustache, it's uh, it's loud. It's out there. It's fun. And you know, like every guy, if you're listening and you're and you're a male, you and you have facial hair at all, um, you understand exactly what I'm saying. Like you start, you know, I've I've always had these beards and whatnot. You start like trimming stuff away and just kind of like having fun with your face. It's like art, but in a different way. And uh, so I, I'm like trimming it up and I left this like mustache just by accident. Cause it's not like, this isn't my first rodeo. Like I've never really done this. And I was like, that doesn't look too bad. Like it's kind of fun. And I sent a picture to my wife and I was like, I think I'm going to keep it for a little bit, you know, just like a couple days or whatever is the day or till she got home or whatever. And I was just like having fun with my friends and texting them. And they're like, dude, you got to keep it. Like you got to keep it. And 
So I ended up getting a haircut and, you know, I got a compliment from my uh, barber and she was like, it looks, it looks pretty good. And uh, so I also noticed how uncomfortable I felt being out in public and people seeing me. And uh, that was like shocking to me because I, I didn't realize how insecure I was about it or like how much I really cared about what other people think. Like I, 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 the first one to tell you, I care a lot about what people think, unfortunately. And it's something that I am working to like, let go of and just kind of forget about. Um, but I haven't got there yet. And so like with this, it's like one of those things that I, I just decided, I guess, kind of on the fly where I think I need to keep this thing on my face for a little while because it's going to, push me to let go of some of that. It's going to push me to face that like insecurity, that fear, that, um, whatever that is. And so here it is. I still have it on my face and, uh, I'm going to keep just rocking it. I'm actually going on a cruise with my family in December, early December. And I am, and I am, uh, like, I don't want to keep it for that long, but we'll see. Maybe that long. Um, so hang on. I just got a text from him. And he's having trouble connecting. It's weird. I'm going to call him again. We'll see if we can get a hold of him. Chris. Chris. So we're connected, but it's not working. Um, let's try a different route. Where there's a will, there is a way. We will make this happen. Let's try a little Facebook. Chris. Hello, hello. hello. Oh, it works on Facebook. <laughs> I know, so weird. What's going on, dude? I've just been know. riffing. Like I don't, I don't cut it, right? Like I don't, I don't edit it or anything. So like I'm just been riffing oh. over here. It's been great. Oh, nice. Uh, <laughs> have you been hearing me on the other side of the line? No. Like, Man, this is gonna be great for the podcast. Okay, <laughs> I was also riffing. So great. <laughs> that's awesome. No, I, it was just completely Wait, dead. Like... There was no sound at all. That's so oh, weird. That's so weird. Yeah, I, I tried calling you and it would connect, and then just radio sounds. So. Yeah, same. That's so weird. Apple needs to get on top of it, whatever. Yeah. Hey, network out there. The world's conspiring against us here. That's right. They don't want the truth out there. I know. Well, here's what I was riffing on. And I know you've got more story to tell. But let's go ahead and let's just dig into this a little bit. And then we can kind of get back to this story. Um, Confidence. You yeah. mentioned something about, and you, you made the comment that like you were this like socially awkward, um, you know, like teen or whatever, and kind of like figuring yourself out. And, you know, we, we kind of touched on, I think with like vulnerability and I think that comes, that comes with that, like confidence. It's like, it's like yeah. confidence is it's trust in yourself. Yes. And it, that's a weird, it's a weird con- concept. Cause I don't think, you know, you never really like look at, you just hear the word confidence or like mm-hmm. self-esteem and all these different things, but it, it, they're just these buzzwords that don't have like a, a backing to them. But yeah. when I, when I think about it, when I break it down, it's like trust in yourself and trust in your thoughts and trust in like, um, 
you know, it's, it's that. And then it's like this, uh, perception and like whatever with that. Um, I don't know. I, I think it's interesting. I think, uh, you know, I, I'm sure you've gone through some of that and you, you kind of mentioned it, this awkward, like, um, social, socially awkward kind of thing. And I think that that's stems back to like this confidence and this question of confidence. Obviously you've had to face that at some point in time throughout this career yeah. of yours and throughout this process. What's that been like? <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think it's a great question because it's like, it's, it's kind of like circling back to how I was talking about, you know, acting as like the art form of being a human being. And the only way you can do it is by being a human being. Right. Um, and, uh, I think that's why we relate so much to like movies and TV shows and right. video games yeah. because it like it's telling the story of what we're all going through, mm-hmm. um, and it just tells it in different ways to different people at different times. Um, and the biggest, yeah, like with when it comes to like confidence and vulnerability, I'm trying to think of how to and capture all these thoughts because it's yeah. it's something i've always thought about but especially even more as an actor um well here let me think, let me tell you what i had was riffing on a little bit so this yeah. is like background on on me about this concept of this idea of like the ways that i'm i'm working on this with myself and my insecurities well it was last week and i had had a nice little beard going and i was trimming things up like all guys do and i've mm. i like have this nice little mustache with a little handlebar coming down the side. I'm going to share some pictures. So y'all bear with me. But, um, (laughs) and so I was like, man, that's fun. You know, like it's loud. It's out there, like way outside of my comfort zone. And, uh, I was like, ah, I text my wife, blah, blah, blah. Like, Hey, I'm going to keep this for it. And she's like, do it. Like, it's awesome. Like do it. And it's like, cool. Like, you know, like that's a, a, just a check. Green like, light for the wife. That's yeah, the like she's, she doesn't care. Like, that's always the first question. Like, well, what's your wife think of that? You know? Like, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's so funny. Um, but yeah, like I went out in public and man, I didn't realize how insecure I was about it until I started going out in public. And I never really intended to keep it for very long. It was just like this little fun thing I'm going to keep for the weekend or whatever. And I was like, you know what? I think I need to keep this like for a little while because... Mm. It's just facing that fear, facing that insecurity and and being like, it's there. I see it. I'm very self-aware of it. And like, you're not going to get the best of me. And I I don't know how to like deal with it necessarily, Um, like how to fix it. But I think that deprogramming yourself to like care about it. And this is like one way in which I'm like facing that insecurity and like facing my deep, deep desire to like please other people and like care about what they think about me. And, um, Mm -hmm. I'm really starting to let go of that. It's something I've been working on in the last several months for sure. But, um, whoa, is it hard? You know? Yeah. Like it's, it, it's, uh, it's, it's one of the most challenging, but rewarding things. Cause it's, yeah, that's, I mean, that's, that's cool that you're like, this doesn't look good on me. So I'm going to keep this a little bit longer until I like it. And the thing is, is like, it's not that it doesn't look good. It's just that it's like, (laughs) not my comfort zone you know like it's like what other people think about it like people look at me and this is just true to life right like you look at someone and you go you i think it's just our way our brain's way of functioning and like 
um, like we have to, there's a psychology term to it and I don't know exactly what it is, but we put, we put like concepts, we put thoughts, we put images in these like little boxes, these little topic, these little things. And when you see someone, even on the street, we naturally do it regardless of what, whether we realize it or not, you know, you can, you can go as far as being like, um, race issues and, um, you know, some of these different things, these like stereotypes, but we call them stereotypes, but they're not just stereotypes. They're like ways our brain processes things and processes information, but we've created these like processes, you know? Oh yeah. It's and all so self-creation. Yeah. And so like for me, it's looking at it and going, Hmm, what would I think of that person if I came across them? And, and that's funny because I actually think I'd be like, nice mustache, dude. Like, that's cool. You know? <laughs> totally. But like, it's... I look at myself and I look at other people looking at me and I'm like, oh shit, like, what are they thinking? Like, do they hate me? Do they like, do they take me serious? Like, I want to be respected. Like, that's something mm-hmm. that's important to me. And I think that mm-hmm. like, my respect doesn't come from my image, though it does yeah. aid that in some cases, but it's yeah. like, I'm more than my image. Right. Yeah. And so like, I need to be confident in the other parts of me outside of just my image totally man yeah and it, like the the whole thing i'm thinking about this whole time is um it all comes down to it's like three things that i i think of off the top of my head it's 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 really like i feel like confidence and that vulnerability and just being you know sure of yourself it comes from like an accepting of yourself like purely like acceptance being like even if it's like something you don't like right saying all right, well, that's that. that it is. That's what it it is, exists. You know? So, like, deal with it, you know? Like, don't right. just shove it's, it under the rug and, like, pretend that right. it doesn't exist like we do right. all the time. It's like, right. just call a spade a spade, you know? like Yeah, yeah, and then just, like, let it be a spade. Because, like, I think the majority of, like, our human suffering comes from resisting what is. It, and it doesn't matter if it's what you're feeling, what you're thinking, or what right. is actually happening in the world in front of you so much of like our suffering is because we're saying like this is something that is what it is right now but it shouldn't be that way and so i'm going to try and make it different yeah by not accepting it and totally pushing it away so it's yeah. not real it's a you know? self-prescribed like emotion thought feeling whatever it's like yeah. it's like the the mind's web md you know yeah like, there's it not that there's really not some is. truth behind it but like it can really like jack you up if you let it yeah. like <laughs> if you, you like really go to that just, place right it's like uh one of the things that always fascinates me is um i'm really interested in like the mind and like the brain and Same. uh like creating like neural pathways are you like familiar with like that yeah. kind of like science yeah. yeah it's like it's such a crazy thing and it's only something that i feel like we're coming to understand right a lot more recently but it's like those like thoughts and those feelings that you have about like certain things, it's all like, like I said, self-creation or your own conditioning. Yeah. And literally the only way to get out of it is to literally be like, Oh, okay. Well I see that for what it is. Now let me just try and like, you know, change it to something else. That's a little bit more, you know, th- that works a little bit better for me, but it like takes practice at that. Yeah. And exactly. And, and, and just going back to like the socially awkward thing, like, um, when I say like acting, like completely changed my life, it completely changed my life because it, it brought like, you know, this new way of seeing the world and seeing myself and seeing others because, you know, you just have to really just be 
present and be aware and be focused on, you know, self and other and how you're interacting. And it's always something I've done, but it's, you know, became 10 times more and like the basis of so much of where my socially awkwardness and like not thinking I'm this enough or not thinking that I'm that enough came from the biggest thing was just being able to love myself. Mm -hmm. Um, And that is like, but those are all interconnected. They're not, they're not like mutually exclusive. They're all like this. It's this network. It's this like, Uh it's this group of things like trust in yourself, loving yourself, uh, confidence, self-esteem, ego. Uh, like Mm -hmm. you could, the the list would go on when they're, they're this, it's like a big knot, you know? And you've got to start to untangle and pull these pieces out and look at them and value them each individually for what they are. And then they're connected to maybe even a better analogy would be like, it's a knot in someone's hair because like, as you untangle that knot and as you like rip that out and pull that out, now you have this, like it, it becomes more elegant and beautiful, you know, like Mm -hmm. just in its natural state of like, when it's all knotted up, you it's uncomfortable for the person. It's uncomfortable for the scalp. It's uncomfortable really for people to see in a lot of ways, you know? <laughs> and so like, it's, it's just this like, I don't know, releasing of things. Yeah. I don't know. And it, it's really, it really is a releasing of things. Like it's, it's, uh, I think it, one of my, one of my earlier on things, I, I grew up kind of, um, like Catholic and then became yeah. like Methodist and, yeah. um, and one of, one of my favorite uh, things I learned in the Bible that I thought was like, it's directly applicable. Like no matter if you're like Christian or whatever you are um, was when uh, Jesus always told his followers, um, I'm not going (laughs) to, not going to get it exactly. No, you're good. It's been a while since I read it, but uh, it was essentially how they had to like repent and like leave, Mm. leave themselves behind or leave things behind. Yeah. And, you know, it was always, you know, a whirlwind and a shock for them. But like in modern society, we like we've, you know, interpret that in a lot of ways to be like, turn away from your sin, turn away from these things, turn away, right. turn away, turn away. Right. And um, I'm a huge fan, always will be through and through of Rob Bell. And um, mm-hmm. and in one of his books or one of uh, I think it was a sermon that I listened to like back in college, he yeah. talked about how, you know, Jesus said that so much and he'd always say, repent, repent. And like, um, I believe that was the word that he like looked up, you know, he loved looking up like the roots of these words because yeah. there's so much mistranslation. And the word for it is, uh, metanoa and metanoa essentially means to change one's mind. Mm. And, and what word and, was this? Sorry. Uh, I believe it was repent. Okay. Like repent. How Jesus, like, says repent over and over. Yeah. Yeah. I believe that's the word. Don't quote me on that, but it's, it's okay. It's yeah. yeah. No, that's good. That, that. I, um, and and I remember learning about that, and it was just kind of like one of those like light bulb on kind of moments because it's essentially yeah. saying like what you're doing isn't wrong, what you're doing isn't bad. You're not this terrible, awful person. It mm-hmm. just just change your mind about it. Yeah, it just doesn't help you be the best version of yourself. Did we lose him again? This- did we lose you? Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, no way. I was like, this is the most technical difficulties I've ever had. What is going on? Like, the world is literally conspiring against us. So much. We're trying to get the truth out there. Yeah. Just getting on this, man. Yeah, right. Um, but it, it was essentially just of to be able to change your mind. And, like, when I was looking over, like, 
neural pathways and like conditioning and mm-hmm. like how we like fall into like these like pits and like so much of it is just because we've stayed in the mindset that we have and we have such a tough time changing it but jesus is just like just repent just like just follow me just like change yeah mind. like it's yeah. like you have that power you can do that but just right. do it yeah, to um, be the best version of yourself, like I said yeah. before, I kind of cut off. Just like, I think, you know, and I see it in kind of like the story that you're you're kind of telling, and um, it's maybe it's because it's so forefront in my mind of like something I'm pursuing is like living my life on purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, but like life on purpose, like that. Yeah. I know you listened to Brian's uh, podcast, and and like we talked about it and kind of hit on that a few times, but. Ooh, man, like that is something that I really strive for. Like I want to live my life on purpose. And and this right. pursuit of mine is is very much that, right? And yeah. boy, am I facing my own demons throughout the process. Oh, yeah. And it's a it's it's almost like a in like the most selfish way for someone who is creating a company that's inspiring others to do good and make a difference. It's like, man, it's my own therapy, you know? Mm-hmm. And like, not in like, it's just, that's all it is. Or like, that's why this is happening. But man, you talk about looking yourself in the mirror when you, when you tell other people that they, you know, to do good and to make a difference, you got to look at yourself in the mirror and go, Hey, what the hell are you doing there? Big guy, you know? And like, what does that mean for you? Um, when you talk about storytelling and and telling stories, you got to look at yourself and go like, Hey, your story is important too. And you know how you tell that story and you know, it, I'm I'm in charge of what my story entails. I'm in charge of the those choices and those decisions as to where this direction of my story takes me, right? And yeah. and so yeah, it's very much all in this like same same vein, the same conversation of like life on purpose, these different things. I I I just really I'm like constantly going back to the drawing board. I've had I couldn't tell you this weekend has been like one of those well, all right, this is, man, this conversation's just going to go wherever it goes. I don't really, Yeah. Man. it's like all over the place. We've like cut off your story. We're like talking about a whole <laughs> bunch of different things. I love it I and I really don't care. So, yeah. <laughs> um, no, but like last week was really hard for me. Um, yeah. I had a really rough week and I had a rough week in the sense that I just felt lost and mm. I, I don't know any better way to like describe it, but yeah. I'm I'm trying to create something, right? Through Crazy Face Uno, like I'm trying to develop and build and, and create things. I have all these ideas that, that kind of like pop into my brain and like sit there. And I and I realized that like there's about three days of the five days of the week last week, you know, like the weekdays that I was like, I got to the end of them and I couldn't really tell you what I did. Mm. And I hate that. You know, there was, I think it was like Wednesday and my wife came home and she was like, what'd you do today? And I was just pissed. Like it, like it made me instantly angry. I was angry and it wasn't at her. I was just like, damn it. Like, I can't tell you what I did. I don't know what I did. And it feels, I think I'm, it was, it hit, it struck a nerve, obviously. Like it's a, it's an insecurity or whatever, you know, yeah. it's something. But, um, I think the, one of the big reasons I, I really like those things happen and then my brain's like, okay, why did that happen? You know, so this is how my brain operates in a lot of ways. And I, as I started to process that feeling and that thought and that like 
emotion that like popped up and came out, I, I realized that like, I really, I love accomplishing things. Like that's something that's important to me. And it wasn't that I didn't accomplish things, but I think I just, my brain was just thinking and processing and going through like these different ideas all day long. Like I think I spent, and I, it's something that in a lot of ways you like snap your fingers and you like look up and you're like, well, where where did the time go? You know? Um, but I spent this time and it's sometimes it's bouncing around kind of like our conversation where I go to Google and I'm like, okay, live streaming, that's a a future thing that we're going to be doing more of and, and building into crazy face, you know? So like live streaming, well, like, what does that mean? Who's doing it best? What are the different platforms? What are these, you know, so there's like a hundred different things. And then I sit there and I like mull around on that idea and that thought. And then you pop up like a video on storytelling or, you know, that you get Google and, and the internet is a fascinating thing and they really do a great job of drawing you into certain things. So, um, you know, Gary V, are you familiar with him? Uh, uh, no, Varn, Varnak, I can't say his last name, but no. he goes by Gary V. Got to check okay. him out. He's pretty cool. You, you'll love it. Um, okay. but, um, yeah, so it's like, I, I did things, but it wasn't like, I couldn't just walk you through that process, you know? Yeah. And it I didn't totally feel, yeah, it was like, I, I listened to Gary Vee and listened to one of his books called Crush It right now. And it's kind of this whole concept of exactly what I'm trying to build and trying to create with Crazy Face Suno. And, um, man, I had a thought in that. Where'd that go? Where'd that thought go? <laughs> man, isn't that crazy? How just like things Come like, Come your thought. Poof. Good boy. Good boy. Yeah. What were we talking about? Um, you, were, you were talking about how you are reading this book uh, in Crush It, I believe, and how you do a lot of things during like the day and how it's like, you can't like, Oh yeah. Say like, yeah. Yeah. So he, he always says like, you know, like you're going to be putting in like lots of hours, but it doesn't feel like lots of hours because it's going to be something that you like love and you care about. And if you're not loving and caring about it and you don't want to continue to do it. And like if those 16 hour days or whatever those days look like for you, like if you're not working hard within those, those days and those aren't long days of you putting in the time and the work, then like, get out of it, you know, find something else because it's not worth doing. And so I hear that and like, I have this specific image of what that should look like. Right. Mm -hmm. And though I think that there is value and this is something that I have to work on, but like time, time blocking, like there's a lot of value to, to engaging and listening. I I'm a one man show right right now. And, uh, so engaging and listening to, my audience, which is Instagram, which is Facebook, which is the people within storytelling that I, you know, like want to become an expert in that, that field and that area, um, podcasting, these different things. Like I have to listen, I have to engage, I have to like draw this in. And I think that if, if I can be more intentional about what I'm trying to get out of that and what I'm doing in those scenes and in those, that, that space, then I can be more productive and I can be more, I can accomplish more things. It's like an actual accomplishment versus being like, Hey, I know I need to be in on Instagram. I know I need to be on the internet. I know I need to be listening and learning and hearing and, and like engaging with people. Um, and so I'm just doing it, but without intention, you know? And so then it, it gets lost and, and I don't, I, 
I don't know even know where this conversation, how it got to where it is, but um, <laughs> I really, I really have no idea. But I, I just like I'm, I'm constantly striving. Feel you, I do. Yeah. I really do. Because like I, I literally had, I've had numerous days like that, oh, and I'm, I'm, <laughs> I feel like we're kind of, we're kind of the same type. Yeah. Of just like. I think we have like a lot of expectations on ourselves. We want to do great things with our lives. We want to use our time wisely and we want to stay on top of our stuff yeah. and get it done. And then, you know, trying to do all of those things perfectly. Right. And then, and then like when we like, you know, can't do this or can't do that or can't remember this or can't remember that. Don't feel like we're here. Don't feel like we're there. Yeah. Then it's like the frustration that comes along with that. And I, I, I don't know if that's like the human journey or right. if that's our journey. Yeah, I don't know either. Both. Maybe. Um, yeah, probably. I, it's probably a mixture. I, yeah, it's probably a little bit of both. <laughs> Everybody's like screaming at us on the it's like, listening oh right God, now. Like, yes, that's me yeah, too, yeah, man. It's not just me. you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, it's like, I think that's one of the things I learned early on uh, in my life is that it doesn't have to be an either or thing. It can be and both. Um, uh, yeah. But yeah, it's just, I, I, I fully believe that like, it, it's it, it, like, I, I I'll use my own personal example just because you know the stories telling our stories are yeah. you know kind of great ways to you know get the point across. But it's the only way um, I know how. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, like the last couple of years, uh, I swear to God, I think I've done more mental, emotional, oh, and spiritual growth than I've ever done in my entire life. Like it got there were points in my life where I'm like, I think I think this is about to be a mental breakdown. Like it's yeah, it was those kind of points where yeah. it was just. You know, the valve had been (laughs) shut off for so long or like, you know, the steam had been pushed another way and it was Mm -hmm. trying to divert and I just wouldn't let it. Right. And it just all comes to a head and you just kind of have to like I the the biggest thing that I've done in my own mind is uh, I've had to see like, you know, this is like 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 it's been about two and a half, three years. I've been like on this like really deep journey into myself Uh and um. And, you know, I look at outside, uh, at the outside of my life and I'm like, well, still doing the acting, same yeah. jobs, same friends, same apartment, same, yeah. like a lot of like things have remained the same in that respect. But then I really have to like, take a look at like, okay, what has changed? What's different? And I look at the way I talk to myself. I look at the way that I approach things mm-hmm. that I need to do. I look at the way that I think mentally and the way that I am present and, yeah. you know, none of them are perfect. I don't know if they ever will be, but they're better than they were by a mile three years ago. Right. And, you know, and it's like, and I'll still have a struggle. I mean, I, I was the same, like last week I was like having like an off week where I was just like, ah, man, what am I doing with my life? Why am I just, <laughs> yeah, <right? laughs> You let those like that little devil on your shoulder go like, oh, ha, like self doubt. Go get him. He'll, like he'll talk. Oh, but I, I feel like, and I hope anybody listening to this, this is like one of the biggest pieces of advice that I could give because I think it's a like it was one of the most. I have, I have, sorry, I have chapters in my life where a book has defined like me, yeah, entering into a new level of being Chris. Yeah. And like, you know, like for me, like it was like in, I think it was in high school or college. I read like the irresistible revolution by Dude, Shane. Clayburn. I wrote that down because I saw it on your, your, uh, your Facebook because that uh, is, uh, one of the inspirational books of my life as well. 
continue. Oh yeah, I was going to ask and you that, about it. So I'm, oh, it's funny so that you just brought it up. Um, yeah, and that that book like changed my life because I was like really deep into my faith and like yeah. you know exploring that and like trying to be you know like this different person that was just not accepting the status quo but wondering what it all meant. And yeah, exactly. that was like a big journey for me. And then um, Velvet Elvis by Rob Bell was another big one. Yeah, um, and then I had a few others later in life, but like I hadn't had one in a while. And when I started on this like new, I guess it's gotta be a spiritual path. It's all spiritual, but um, this, this new spiritual path I started on, I read this book called uh, untethered soul by Michael Sainer. Have you ever heard of it? I haven't. No, I've checked out untethered soul. Untethered soul. I think it's, I don't know if it's untethered soul or the untethered soul, but um, it'll come up. It was like, it was like right at the beginning of this like journey I was, I was on and I read that book and it's like, it can't be more than a hundred pages. Very yeah. simple, like terms, nothing super complex, but it, it changed the way I look at myself. It changed mm. the way I look at the world. It changed the way I look at my thoughts and my emotions more so than anything I've ever read or talked about with somebody or experienced. Cause it, it very much, it very much made me see what I am and what I feel and what I think more objectively than subjectively. Um, in the sense of, I didn't need to be so attached to, Oh, I'm thinking this, or I didn't need to be so attached to, Oh, there's this thing that I got to do, or I didn't need to be attached to, Oh, I'm feeling this way. And it, yeah. and it changed, it changed the ball game with all of those and said, Oh, you're thinking what you're thinking. Great. You can see that. And you're just thinking that it's fine. Yeah. Oh, you're feeling this certain way. Great. Feel that way and just let it be. It's just a feeling. Right. Yeah. Um, and it, and it, and I feel like that's so much of the struggle with, with us as humans of just like, you know, we're, we're so attached to our thoughts and we think it's us or so attached, mm-hmm. attached to our emotions and we think they're us. But honestly, they're just they're just byproducts of yeah, uh, you know, millions of years of evolution combined with you know our own conditioning of our environment. Yeah, um, and I think people just get so scared of them, and 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 that entails into everything they everything we do. It's like a feedback loop. It's like, well, I don't feel worthy enough, and I don't feel like I'm doing enough in my life. So let me go do more things. And oh, I'm doing all these things, but right. I don't feel like they're good enough. I don't feel it's like. It's like feedback, feedback, right. feedback. But then it's like um, asking that question of why am I doing those things, right? Exactly. Like, is it for yeah. me? Is it for like the betterment of me? Is it is it for me living my life on purpose, mm. right? Or is it just for me to please other people? Is it yeah. for me to like create this image that I want other people to think that I have, right? Totally. Versus like actually living your life. There's totally. a difference. And that's the, that's that's the like clash because yeah. at least for me it is like uh, this clash of like man there I want people to have this specific image of me but that is just a excuse my language that's a fucking facade you know it is. like it is just not real and like yeah for someone like myself who craves and desires and always wants to like just sweat bleed drool whatever authenticity and being genuine like, man, I got a lot of things that aren't very genuine and authentic, you know, that I've been like confronting myself with. And yeah. like, yes, you know, I've been talking to some of my friends and some of the people and Noah Manning, I don't know if you're, if you know him, but he was like, I would say you're authentic. Like you, I've always thought you were authentic. And I'm like, thank yeah. you. Like that means a lot. 
and yeah. I would too, but I'm not like, I'm still a work in progress. You know, I can yeah. always be more authentic. I can always be more me and I have right. to be me to myself as well. And that's right. that self love. It's that like, it's it, that's what that I was just thinking is like, it comes back to that self love. Cause it's like, even, even with what you're saying, it's like, you know, like I, I know I, I think I'm authentic, but I want to be more authentic. It's yeah. like, it's that aspect of like, is your authenticity right now? Is it, is it good enough? Yeah. And it's like, can you love the authenticity that you have right now? Like I exactly. had uh, a moment last night, um, was, uh, I had a, uh, hike with my buddy and we're you know he's one of the friends that like you know i could always have those like good you know deep talks that yeah. are not so gotta have those kind people. of things yeah yeah They're awesome so important um and we were like talking uh on our hike and he was talking about like how he's you know has this practice of meditation and mm-hmm. gratitude and all these things and like he focuses on like really just like accepting and loving himself where he's at and he's like, yeah you know, I can, I noticed the change in him and, you know, we've been friends for about three years and we were both like, kind of like in a similar space when we met and we're both now in this like similar space, like where we are right now in our, in our journeys. And, yeah. um, and like when we were like talking, he like was talking about how, you know, it's like he, he focuses on what he, what he has and what, rather than what he doesn't have. Mm, um, yeah. and so like, I, I remember coming home last night I was just like at home and, you know, still in like my weird headspace of you know i'm not this i'm not that i'm not feeling this i'm not feeling that et cetera, right etc and uh i like sat down i'm like okay <sighs> you know i am really grateful that i have you know this apartment that i live in i'm grateful i have this cool hat that i always love wearing i'm grateful yeah. that i have you know and like i just went yeah. over all the things i have and like i was like i'm grateful that i have a better understanding of myself than i did like three years ago and yep and it's like just I it's something that I I usually do and I you know gotten out of the habit of it but it's something that I continuously try to do because it it's really like a, a conditioning thing but it's a good practice to just say mm-hmm. you know like put yourself in that energetic you know space of oh this is oh yeah that's right and then oh yeah and then this and then yeah, oh that feels exactly. good and, it yeah. builds it grows it, it continues it grows. to go on mm-hmm. yeah and it and it and it like and it refocuses you on you know, the things that are important that do matter and it makes you better prepared and better equipped to do the things that you want to do because Absolutely. like I had, um, perfect example was, uh, and it proves <laughs> trust in yourself, right? That confidence. Yeah, it's, it's not, it it's not confidence. It's not, yeah. it's not the word confidence. It's trust mm-hmm. in yourself and your thoughts. When you yeah. trust yourself and the things that are coming into your head. And I think that we know that we're spewing bullshit whenever we're like mm-hmm. negative and like down on ourselves and like, yeah. it's this lost state. But when we start yeah. like speaking that truth into yourself of like, this is true and this is true and this is true and this is true. Mm-hmm. It's like you're speaking truth and building yourself confidence and building this like trust in like who you are and in the, the things that like your mind processes this conversation yeah. right, ha- right now that we're having in the last 60 minutes that we've been, been, been having is a byproduct of exactly what you're talking about. Because yeah. for me, and this is, I went on that tirade of that ramble session that I had a few minutes, a few, <laughs> I don't know, several minutes ago, um, yeah. about like, you know, myself and like working on myself or whatever. But this weekend, I realized that I had these amazing conversations, like dozens of, of these amazing conversations with my wife. And it's not that we, 
we generally have these, but not to this like extent and this many and this magnitude. And I'm, as I start talking about, and as I start thinking about from the beginning, uh, this conversation, we were kind of talking about authenticity and live streaming and like bringing that into this. I'm like, what, what is live stream? I want to be authentic. Gary V talks about like, if you're not, if you're not just being who you are and like, that's the only thing that you can bring that's true and real and unique, right? my perspective and I get to tell you and I get to speak and I get to like have this platform to do this. So like I've been afraid for so long of sharing my thoughts and my opinions, this conversation, right? The conversation, these, these are like this internal dialogue because I'm afraid of what other people think about it. And I'm afraid other people disagree with me and I don't want them to disagree with me. And I'm working on just putting it out there and saying like, I don't care. Right? Like yeah. I do, but I'm going to face it. I'm going to face that yeah. fear. And whenever that negativity or whenever those like those like things that that are like push against it, I'm going to ask the questions why. Um, and, and I'm going to try to seek the truth. I think truth yeah. is a truth is a truth. I've said it a hundred yeah. times. And like I have to listen as as a curator, as someone that's creating something, as someone that's building something. If somebody has got something negative to say about what I have, to, like what I'm saying, it's it. I'm not saying it's not valid. Right. Yeah. I'm saying like, hey, I need to listen. What are they actually saying? What are they telling right. me? How right. can I how can I have a conversation? Because that's truly what I desire to have is I want to have this conversation. I want people to engage with me. I want people to disagree with me. It just I feel insecure about it. But I'm gaining yeah. this confidence in like my knowledge and the way my brain operates. I've always been this like self conscious about how wild my brain is, you know, I even was down on my, think about this. Even when I started this conversation, I was down on myself about this like ramble session that I had. Right. That's a negative, like that's right. a negative thought. That's a negative but, like, way to say it. And that's like, you know, most people are not even self-aware in some aspects of that yeah. alone. Yeah. yeah. And so being able to just step outside and see that and then just being able to accept it, you're like, Oh yeah, I just went on this little, yeah. little ramble. It's and like, I'm doing right. it now. Like, yeah. Okay. But this is what I want. Like, this is what I want right. to want to do, and this is what I want to curate. This is what I want to have. I want to have these honest conversations. I was even thinking about it this morning. I was listening to this book, "Crush It" by Gary Vee. He's a phenomenal. I'm telling you, if yeah, you haven't heard about second him, second name drop of him. I need to check this dude, guy out. I'm telling you, my wife is like so tired of me saying his name because I just keep bringing it up <laughs> time like, and time again. Maybe you were sleeping tonight and you said Gary Vee. I'm scared, and I'm scared. <laughs> it's probably true. It's probably true. Um, no, but like he, he just, he's just speaking this truth of like, stop caring what people think. Like he's also like, put, put your thoughts in, into the world. And, um, but anyway, he, the, the thought I had was, you remember like talk radio or like Delilah? Is that what her name was? Like on oh, the radio? Yeah. Delilah. Yeah. I know that everybody that's listening, if you're old enough to remember that, you loved it. You couldn't turn it off. Oh, no. It, it wasn't that it was like the most, in, like, it was complete entertainment. There were yeah. some nuggets of truth that she would tell. But, like, I think that, I think that concept, I think that idea is fun. Like, yeah. it's real. It was authentic. It was true. Like, she was just being herself. And think yeah. of how long she was on the air and doing that. And, like, not in a mimicking that, but, like, that style, I think is, I think it's valid. I think it's got value. Yeah, dude, people people love people that are just comfortable in their own skin and love themselves. Like, yeah, you attract other people. people. You attract the people you that attract you are. It. Yeah, yeah. 
like yeah it's a hundred percent real um and like people gravitate towards that because they just like see that and it Mm -hmm. it almost gives those people permission to be themselves exactly like Exactly. especially it's especially as an actor like i listen to a lot of actors in the interviews and podcasts and um and just like one of my favorite ones that I've been listening to is um, Armchair Expert with Dax Shepard. Yeah, it's really good, oh, isn't it? Oh my God, it's my favorite podcast because it's just, he brings on all these guests and they're just the realest. And I think what's cool about like, it is that he's almost identical in that setting as he is on yeah. stage, you know, like yeah. in the movies. Like he, he is like, his character is him. Yeah, he plays himself. Like yeah. it's and like you know a lot of actors you know tend to do that. They just pull from themselves. Yeah. But that I think that's what's so enticing and interesting about these right. people is that they're just like fully themselves, but they're comfortable with it. They're like you know Dak Shepard. Like almost every episode talks about like his insecurities, his struggles, his anxieties. Yeah. But he talks about them like they're his best friends. Right. Because <laughs> they are. They're like, a part of you. They're like, they, yeah, it's they're that devil that's sitting on your shoulder. Like, we we condemn that, that, little, that little guy, you know? But, right. like, who knows you better? Right. Like, you, you know what I mean? Like, so you can either, it, it's that, like, you can either, like, befriend your enemy and be, like, challenge him and push back on him and be, like, yep. Yeah, I hear you, dude, you know, but like you're wrong and this is why. Right. And like, that's the difference. I think that's the difference. Yeah. It's like that. Like I was going back to the the acceptance and the resistance. If you like Mm -hmm. resist it and you're like, bad, 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 push away, push away. Not good. Not good. It's just going to be so much stronger. Yeah. You you give it power. Just be like, oh, yeah, there you are. I mean. Yeah, sure, you have your own opinion, but okay, yeah, just stay there. Like, I think exactly. uh, it was an interview with Bill Hader where he talks about, like, the extreme amounts of anxiety that he had working in comedy and on SNL. And yeah. I remember I listened to him on Armchair Expert and then watched more interviews of him online. Such a fascinating dude. But I loved how he talked about how, like, anxiety for him, he just has it all the time, but, like, he's gotten to this point uh, where he had, I think it was Jeff Bridges was on SNL, and, you know, he's, like, having a panic attack in the back. And Jeff Bridges, like, comes up to him. He's like, you all right, buddy? And Bill's like, I think I'm, I think I'm having a panic attack. He's like, hey, man, it's your best buddy. Just, you'll be fine. Just breathe it through. And, yeah. like, Bill Hayden talks about it. He's like, here's Jeff Bridges, like, the god of all people. Just going <laughs> up to him and be like, oh, your panic attack. It's your best friend. <laughs> and, like, and then, like, I see a later interview, like, a couple years later, Bill Hayden talking about that. And he's like, he's like, no, whenever I have anxiety, I just think of it like this little munch, munchkin just on my yeah. shoulder. And it's just crawling over my face. I'm like, okay, yep, I see you. Okay. Yeah. yeah okay. Now you're on my eye. Just get down. Okay, there we go. Yeah. And it's just, it's just a real. I love um, it. Yeah, and it takes away the energy that of it because mm-hmm. you're not pushing it away, but it also allows the energy of it to be there and exactly, express yeah. itself because that's all it is. It's just something that wants to be expressed, right? Because it's not something to be afraid of, right? Your emotions are valid; they're real. Oh, they're always valid. Always but like, valid. I like I I've, I wrote on a little sticky note and I put it on my mirror in my bathroom. Don't give away your power, mm. and it's exactly what you're talking about. Like you. The emotions, the feelings, they're all valid, but you are in control of how you uh, present those and whether you allow people to take your power, whether you give it away or you hold on to it and say, like, I'm in control of that emotion and that feeling 
and I'm not going to let it dictate who I am or, or, or what I do and, and how I respond and behave, you know? And I think there's, cool. that's like, I think it's important. It's hard. That's a, it's, it's hard. It's oh, not it's definitely hard, but it's, it's something the, you got to go back to the drawing board every day, but. Oh yeah. It's an every, it's a, it's a process. It's, it's, it's a consistent process, but it's, it's worth it, man. It really is. Absolutely. Dude, I want to get back to your story because we, oh, okay. uh, we Which have, one? I, yeah, right. <laughs> I, I've been, we've been just riffing back and forth. And oh, I love it. I love it. I, I love it too. But I also want to make sure that we like, I want to, I want to share you. I want, I want you to have this platform to like kind of talk about you a little bit more and what you're doing now. And, and, uh, so I think we left off with basically you, um, and Kelsey, meeting and like yeah. a project you were there and then you want to start from there and kind of like bring us up to date yeah. with your life we got like 22 minutes that we can sure, keep riffing, so. yeah 22 minutes i think i can shove it all in there Perfect. um yeah so so from there um i like was looking up like odd jobs because i'm like i need to be available for auditions i want to have a flexible schedule and I looked at like Uber and Lyft and it was like, they were still pretty yeah. young in their infancy. And I was like, oh, this is a perfect opportunity. So yeah. I like quit my job, started rideshare driving. And I was like, this is not going to be as good as I thought it was going to yeah, be. Yeah, yeah. And so I immediately had to like get this like small business, like administrative office job in conjunction with them and sure. got enrolled in like an acting class. And, uh, and I just started going out to auditions, started doing short films, student films, building up my reel. I got represented with, um, a couple of agents here locally and, and, and then, um, started dating, you know, the girl that I, I was involved with and we actually met in my acting class. It's a great story. And I'm going to tell it even though she's not my girlfriend anymore. That's okay. It's a great story. Um, so we're in this acting class and there's this thing called freeze reads, which essentially is you're given the script and you just read it. So it's a lot of improvising. It works on building in the moment and just yeah. kind of just going with your natural instincts. So, so there's this girl in the class and uh, we had never met before. I'd just seen her a couple of times. We got paired up in the scene. It's from like a scene from like Talladega Nights. And so I'm like, great comedy. This will be fun. I hadn't seen the movie in like 10 years, but I was like, oh, okay, I'm sure I could pull this one together. So we do the scene and we're like, you know, cracking people up. And in the middle of the scene, it calls for her, who I am currently sitting in a chair, to jump onto my lap and then furiously make out with me. And so without missing a beat, she looks at the paper, sees it, we make eye contact, and she just bolts towards me and jumps on top of me. We just start making out. It was like very comical like making out but everybody's like laughing and cracking up yeah but like finish up the scene i go back to my seat and i'm like milking it and i'm like wiping like my lips like i'm like yeah that was a it's a pretty good one and yeah I looked at my hand and there's blood on my hand <laughs> and I'm like, oh god what's that and then like just blood just starts running out like niagara falls out of my nose and <laughs> apparently she just ran into my face and i didn't realize it and she uh she dislocated my nose. Oh my gosh. That's, so that's how we met. It was great. Um, I had to have surgery. It was, it was a whole <laughs> deal. It's really, really funny. Honestly, um, it's more unfortunate that you guys aren't still together because of I that. I know, right? Like, I, I, it's, Oh, it's so you talk funny. about a story. That's the best. You story. talk you, about a story, man. You that's, can't make that the, stuff up. You can't. You cannot. Um, <sighs> so yeah. So, so I'm like doing acting class and, me and this girl date and you know i had i had a 
back in 2009, uh, I was, was like, uh, in this relationship with this girl, totally head over heels in love. And, uh, while we were together, my dad passed away, um, from, from cancer. Yeah. And, um, it was a really, really tough time in my life. Yeah. And, um, and when I was with this girl, like we were in love and she was a big supporter during that, but she shortly after my dad passed away, she, you know, we broke things off and for about, let's say about seven, eight years, it took me to get over that relationship. Yeah. And like that hurt, it was like losing my dad and losing this and like, yeah, they all like like, bind together. Yeah. And it just was kind of like this concoction of just utter loss. Um, yeah. And so it took me a long time to really get over that and heal from that. And this Mm -hmm. girl, you know, popped into the picture right in the middle of me, like being like, all right, I'm being an actor. I'm getting agents. I'm getting auditions. This is great. Oh, I'm in love. Oh, this is like, it's just all these things are building and building and building. And then that gets to a point where, uh, she and I like go through a break. We date for like eight months, but like, it was like the first time I had been love in like almost a decade. Yeah. And I didn't, you know, think I had that capability anymore. And then, you know, combined with, it was a very new relationship and um, it opened up my mind to quite a, quite a bit of things. And being an actor in the midst of that, it was like, it's like, you know, I'm studying myself and I'm going through this relationship with somebody who's also an actor and that relationship ends and it puts me in the space of just like, what am I doing? Where am I going? Like it, it was, it was rough. Um, it was uh, when they, you know, people talk about like the dark night of the soul. It was like I was in there part two, mm-hmm. um, except this one was very like that was like I didn't have like my family nearby. I had friends, but like a lot of my friends had, you know, paired off or moved away over the years. And yeah, um, so it was very much like I had to sit with myself and my problems and my past and my issues. And I just had to go through them. Yeah. Um, so I continued to go with the acting but it was it was very much kind of put a little bit more secondary because i really had to work on you know healing myself and building myself back yeah. up um and so last year so it was like in 2017 that yeah. the, the, those things ended and so last year um i was still doing my acting but um one of my biggest passions is traveling um just yeah. seeing seeing the world and Likewise. getting to experience it why has it got to yeah, be so expensive, though? Right? I mean, it's definitely, you can do it. Like, I have, I literally have a backpacking trip with um, Arlie Cornell. You know Arlie Cornell, right? Uh, do I? Invisible Children? Ah, dang. He was, I... he was in my class. He was, uh, he was an intern at my class. Yeah. I worked on staff a little bit, but okay. um, amazing dude. He's probably my best friend. And That's awesome. We're, we're, like, going on, like, a three-day backpacking trip into Lassen Volcanic National Park this week. And it's, oh, like, cool we both got our passes and we just got food permit was free. We're just literally paying for gas and food. And I had a free round trip flight with my airline miles. So it's like, it's doable. Like, but it's yeah. just, it'll probably be as much as, you know, drinking heavily one weekend in San Diego, California. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but like, it's the, it's the, it's the unknown. I think that's like fun yeah. and oh, like putting so yourself much. in a situation of the unknown which you can do exactly like you just said. You can do that in your own backyard. 
But like when you remove yourself from the like, uh, here we go. We're getting philosophical again. When you remove yourself from the uh, like environment in which you feel comfortable and like you have these routines, it forces you to like think outside of like the norm. Oh yeah, you're normal every day because you're put in an environment where you're not distracted by so much of your usual noise. And yeah, you're left in a place, and I think also just nature is just a great way to oh, reconnect with yeah. how you feel and just reconnecting with everything. Like it's just it's yep. the best. Um, but yeah, so so last year, like one of the things that I wanted to do to like really heal myself was I wanted to build better relationships with my friends. I wanted to be kinder to myself and love myself a lot more and live more presently. But I also, when I was dating this girl, it's like, um, you're, it's like you're literally telling my story. <laughs> Thank you. We, we, no. we, yeah. I'm, I'm happy to. Uh, when we were dating, uh, traveling the national parks were like our, our, our cream and cheese. Is that a saying? I don't know if it is, but it is now. I know um, what you. Was, I know exactly what you mean, but I like it. I don't know. Cream, it's and, cream cheese. and cheese. It's like milk and cheese. I don't know. Uh, uh, but it was like it our bread and pudding. That's the word. Bread, bread and, and butter. Pudding. Bread and butter. Bread and pudding. <laughs> I don't think you put pudding on butter or on bread. Maybe you do, but like I don't think that's a pudding. normal like like society. <laughs> the average person does, but bread and butter uh, they go hand in hand. Cream and oh, cheese Christ. also. I think that's fitting. I think it works. Uh, it's okay. That's Anyways, awesome. That was that uh, was quite comical. That was I like that. Uh, it's, that. There's another truth nugget for you. You can keep that one. You can Perfect. put that as I got like, it. Cream and butter. I'm writing it done. Cream and butter. It's, it's the oh, cream. Maybe and I will. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Um, but yeah, Actor. So that was like quotes. <laughs> cream and butter. And cream and butter. Oh my god. Um, but yeah, that was that was one of our favorite things to do, and like it was. Uh, I, I traveled a lot when I was a kid and like took a lot of family vacations because I was, I was very fortunate um, growing mm. up. And that was one of my favorite aspects of my childhood was seeing all these like national parks and traveling on the road and road trips and just all the memories and feelings that came with that. And yeah. I hadn't felt that in a long time. And being with her and experiencing that with her was like, it was like a renaissance of that feeling. Yeah. And so oh, it was, it was it was bliss. It was joy, and um, and I just wanted to use nature to heal and reconnect with my friends and bring friends with me, so I could like know them more personally and them know me more personally, and not just be like surface level or anything like that. And so last year, I took a trip every single month. It was either a national park or somewhere I'd never been, and I just yeah. decided I was going to go and I'd take somebody that was you know somebody i loved and was a dear friend to me um and so i did that every single month last year and it was it was great like i had so many experiences and i got closer to my friends and i had stories and um and i learned so many things over that year and uh and it got me to a place where this year i was able to be like all right let's jump back into this acting let's let's work on this but let's come at it in a different angle and so i've been um, working on, working on, continuing work on my acting and doing a lot of collaboration and doing a lot more um, stage productions, which I hadn't done in like ten years. Um, and one of the the bigger things that I'm I'm working on right now is um, I'm working on my own short film. Yeah, um, that's what I. Yeah, that's what I've been seeing lately. I'm excited yeah. to to hear about this. 
Yeah, it was. Um, I wrote it um, actually shortly after me and this girl broke up. It was just kind of like a mm-hmm. cathartic way of writing out a story that you know just got out some of the emotions. And it was a story about you know a couple that breaks apart, but uh, they come back together because there is uh, an imminent uh, nuclear missile threat. And the story I had written was um, uh, essentially that you know they were trying to escape it. You know, there's all these aerial drone shots. Yeah. There's the missile on the way, and then it ends with them dying. And I was like, "Well, it's not really a great story." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, die. I mean, this isn't the Alamo. Why not? Um, yeah. No. <laughs> uh, so I was like, I was like, there's got to be a better ending. So I like, I sat on it for a while, and I had the script. And then back in January 2018, um, Hawaii got the uh, oh, missile yeah, alert. Yeah. 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 And uh, I remember seeing it on the news and just being shocked by it, but it was very much like a quick blip. Um, oh, that makes that, the story. This I oh, can yeah. see where this is going. This is great. Just this is awesome. Wait. Well done. Just you wait. Um, so a couple months later, I'm working on this gig, and I'm you know chatted up with a couple of actors on the set, and I'm talking to this one girl, and I'm like, so tell me how you got into acting, and she's like, well. She's like, remember last year when there was like the oh missile my flying? gosh! And I was like, I do. It's like so meta. She's like, <laughs> she's like, I was on that island when it happened. I'm like, you're shitting me. Wow. And she's like, yeah, I was there with my brother and sister. My mom and my dad were back so home, crazy. in like Wisconsin or Michigan or somewhere up in the north. Yeah. And she's like, we got the message, and we thought it was a joke for like two minutes, and then when people started running past us in our hotel rooms and getting out of the lobby, we were like, maybe this is the real thing. Whoa. So. They call up family and friends, and like they're like, we don't know what's happening, but I just want you to know I love you. And they're uh, like saying their final goodbyes, and I'm they're like, trying to figure a way oof. off the island. Yeah, it's just the most heavy. I'm like listening to the story, and then she's like, and then we got the alert that it was a false alarm, and she's like, and she had a complete emotional breakdown, and she was just like so grateful she was still alive, but she was like, it was just it was very much this shift in her perspective of what mattered most in that moment. Mm. And so she went home, broke up with her boyfriend of four years, quit her job, uh, you know, got rid of her apartment and moved out to California. And she pursued her dream of acting. And she's like, she's like, without that, I don't know when I would have woken up. And it just gave me this opportunity that I don't think a lot of people have. Right. And I was like, you know what? You just gave me the ending to my short film. Yeah. So, it's more like, can I just tell your story? Like, <laughs> are yeah, you connected? Exactly. Do you still it's have like, connections to that gal? Um, I don't. And I should have like gotten her number or yeah. something. If you but, ever um, like, if you ever run a, like come across her again or, you know, find some way, uh, let, let's see if we can get her on the podcast. I want to oh, hear man. that story. Dude, it's, it's, I a, think, it was a, oh, such a good story. Yeah. We gotta, we gotta like, we gotta tell that story. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so that inspired me to write the short film. So it's uh, beautiful it's a story. It's called it's called In That Moment, and it's based on true events of the 2018 Hawaii missile alert. And it follows uh, a young couple and their love story and their breaking apart and them getting back together when they're thrown into this crisis and all the twists and turns that come with it. And it has ob- the obvious you know shock ending, but there's a couple more nuggets that happen at the end that really drive the story home. But it's really about driving home the message of finding out what matters most to you in your life and then just going for it. Um, Dang, dude. 
also yeah. very relevant to our conversation. Exactly, right? Um, so, so I yeah, don't so think cream and butter is going to work. Film, <laughs> yeah, yeah, but seriously, I don't think cream and um, butter is going to work though, because I think we yeah, got to do like. That's what I, that's I think what it's actor, right actor, and in the moment. I think that's got to be the title. Yeah, actor in the moment, but um, but yeah, it's uh, it's in that moment, and um, yeah, we're we've been I've been working on pre-production since january we got a okay. cast we got a crew we got locations we got a production studio but you need funding um, it's funding yeah we're like 25 percent funded and you know i'm cranking out grants working extra hours you know yeah uh, you know asking family and friends but um so if you're yeah. listening how can people like obviously have you done any like crowdfunding stuff or is there like a way we- for people to like contribute yeah, we we did a we did a crowdfunding back in July, but it didn't Sorry. show a lot of success. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It didn't go super far. So it's mostly private donations now, and like okay. you know, we're giving like a lot of like kickbacks and perks that kind of went with the original crowdfunding, but you okay. know, any ended up a little bit. So um, how one, I want to help. Oh, it's not going to be a lot because I'm not making any money, but I'm going to contribute. <laughs> oh. Um. And then two, how can people that are listening, if they want to get involved and they want to contribute as well, how can they yeah. do that? Uh, would love that. It would mean so much. Um, they can either, uh, the contact info is on our Facebook and Instagram pages. Okay. Uh, in, they're both in that moment. Okay. Um, and I think the Instagram is in that moment we'll, film. We'll make sure that's plugged in, in all of our social yeah. media too. So no problem. Yeah. And then, um, and then from there, they can contact us via email or direct message. Um, we have an email address. It's the same thing in that moment, film at gmail.com. And uh, they can reach out to us. And if they'd like to donate, we can set up like, you know, a donation that way and then, uh, okay. and then keep them on, on base for, for future things to come. But yeah, that's the, that's the big thing that I'm, I'm working towards right now is getting, yeah, getting that story that's out awesome. and, and making, making that a reality. That's so cool. Yeah. That's awesome, man. See, this is why I'm really happy that I like we moved on. This this is like this is an awesome story. Like this is like yeah. the where you're at right now and like the things you're working on and things you're trying to do. Man, I can resonate so much with that as well and like we we are uh, very similar individuals there, Chris. I wish that I had known you more back in the day. Yeah. But Me everything too, happens and for I, a reason. Here we are. Yeah. It does, and like I, I like, like I said, every time I saw it, it was always this, like the instant connection of just, yeah, like, yeah, just something about this guy. There's like, there's like this. I, I think one of your friends said it, but I, I completely agree. You just always seemed like that very authentic person that was oh, just well, like you. present and real and just honest, and you're just like not trying to fluff anything. You're just, yeah, just real. So, yeah, thank you. I appreciate yeah, that. Um. So yeah, let's. Uh, if you're listening. Um, I'm, we're going to talk off offline here and I want to see if we can figure out, uh, uh, maybe just like even a shorter version of like just a donation page before I post this. Um, okay. because I think, I think that that might help people actually donate, but we'll, we can talk and if we can come up with something great and if not, otherwise we'll, we'll plug it however we can. But, uh, if you're listening, listen, we get so bogged down and, and there's so many different people and things that are like pulling us and asking for money and doing all this stuff. And, and I get it. So like if you can't, that's cool, but don't, don't get fixated on a number. 
So like this is something I'm really focusing on myself is that I don't have income coming in through Crazy Face Uno. Um, I'm dependent upon my wife's income for my finances right now. Like I, I have a little bit of savings, but like that's, you know, a little bit, right? And um, but here's what I'm going to commit. I'm going to commit $25 to you. And and I think that, you know, I, A, that's not a lot, but like you don't, you don't even have to give that much. You know, like if you can't afford $25, that's cool. Or you don't want to contribute $25, that's cool too. Like 5, 10, 15, whatever it is, don't let that number hinder you from contributing to something good and something that you want to see succeed. Um, and if it's more than that, give him more. Like if you have that ability and you really think it's cool, um, like give him more. Do do that. That's totally cool too. But don't let a number hinder you from from contributing and uh, investing into something that is cool and and uh, you get a say you contributed and, and we're a part of it. Yep. So and we and I also have a lot of other perks. You know, um, it, uh, do you have know any of those? Off like we have like yeah. customized postcards. We have you know set cool. memorabilia. We have credits we can give away and cool. um, a lot more stuff. But um, but yeah, definitely definitely reach out to me and any of those things that you do um can we do could we even add in if you say something about crazy face uno um when donating that you'll sign and autograph it oh yeah 100 percent. we can do yeah i like it yeah so if you're listening yeah i'll send you a picture from set uh when we make it and it will be autographed and and we'll we'll send that your way hell yeah that's awesome i'm excited that's so cool and yeah, uh thanks, and i i'm excited this is okay i've got i've got a very short amount of time here i'm <laughs> not gonna say this thing because it's gonna take too long i actually got to close this out we're at 89 okay. minutes um is there anything you want to say real quick um i just uh thanks for having me on here man thanks for chatting i'm glad we have these discussions and Absolutely. Um, you know and if anybody out there that's that's listening to this is uh, thinking about acting or even getting into something in the film industry and wants to ask me a question or pick my brain about it, just hit me up, um, Christopher Sabo on Instagram, Perfect. Facebook, um, and would love to help out in any way that I can. Awesome. Hey, remember guys, do good, make a difference, and help Chris out. Show him a little love. All right, everybody. Appreciate you listening. I love you all. Peace. Peace. <laughs>